With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than splendid rush, and we're determined to get our Old Norwich back. Coming up, the best day of the year so far. The football fixtures are out. We have a new club crest. That's a badge to you and me. And it's episode 22, so we count down the best number twos and number threes, the fullbacks in our greatest ever City players. So, Dad, since we last spoke on this fair podcast, no more signings, no new owners, but we do, no. have, but we do have a new badge, uh, which, <laughs> which we will come to in a moment. But as I say, the fixtures are out, and I know the, the first two, but I, I, I think you could say you couldn't have asked for a better start in terms of potentially easy matches. I think, I think that's right, John. Yeah, hi. I, uh, I, I think, yeah, they do, look, they do look quite comfortable, although... If you look at them one way, they do, and in other ways, you can see uh, <laughs> um, potential. Obstacles. Yeah, yeah, potential. I mean, Sunderland, Sunderland away. I think, which is the, the, the sixth one, is will will be a, a difficult game. And then you've got Cardiff, Hull. Um, but I think the other the, the danger of them, probably John, is that they 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 do look quite comfortable. But if we don't do very well in them, the criticism will grow pretty quickly, won't it? Yeah, so for people who haven't looked, although you would have got an email from the football club, one assumes, but it's Cardiff to start with, yeah, away. So it could be against Gareth Bale. Bale, that's right. But, but he'll still be playing golf, won't he? <laughs> <He'll>, yeah, <laughs> I, I think he's more interested in his tea times than, uh, than football yeah, times, uh, to be honest. He's looking forward uh, to the World Cup and, and looking for a club to just uh, keep him ticking over and training, I think. So and then yeah. the first home game is Wigan. Yeah. Um, and then, as you say, I think that's the point, though, that if you don't, if you don't win... The, the the pressure begins to mount, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, quite. That 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 could mount quite quickly. And, and bearing in mind how the season ended, um, but we'll we'll uh, 
we'll see. I mean, if the, if the squad is good, I, th- I think the other side of looking at it, if the squad is good enough, they should be able to perform in those first six games, shouldn't they? Yes, I think that's the point. Um, we've obviously brought in a new midfielder. We haven't brought anybody else in, as we've said, but we will expect some movement probably over over the coming weeks. Um, I think on that, John, there's... Um, I mean, Weber, Weber, when he did his um, in-house... Um, chat said he sort of said they had the money to to, for one or two beyond that that would depending on sale well obviously i know he's a loan player but they would have spent money on that so that's uh, that's done i get the feeling there doesn't seem to be a lot um likely to happen in the not certainly in the near future Mm. Um, and it looks to me as probably after that one we we need to um we need to sell um Certainly, the press are saying that um, a, an attacking creative midfielder is a must. Um, but there's also been that uh, some rumours that we're interested in Cameron Archer, a striker from Villa. But he's also attracting um, Watford. And I think also, uh, I mean, it's said that um, and Gerard will want to have a look at him first before letting him out on loan. So... Um, so we'll see what happens. But I, th- that's the feeling I get. There doesn't seem to be a lot happening at the moment. Better perhaps to think about which players we're going to sell. Yeah, so the for sale board is still up for Campwell, Aarons, Rashika and Zollis, all rumoured to be leaving, particularly Zollis. I reckon that they've turned down a couple of offers. Oh, him. do they? That's what right. I've read, yeah. Yeah. But... yeah. What about Rashika? Well, if the money's good enough, you'd take it, wouldn't you? Well, well absolutely. Well, I mean, he's he's reported that he wants to go back to Germany. I mean, it's interesting that he's even mentioned the club that he left <laughs> at the end of last season after they got relegated. I mean, would you want to bring someone back <laughs> if it's in your relegation side? But if he wants to go, John, I'd drive him to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Now, looking at going back to the fixtures then, what's the one you always look for? What do you, what do you, so at nine o'clock this morning when the fixtures came out, what was the first thing you went to look for? I, yeah, and before they even came out, I thought is the first one, and, and it was Sunderland away that I thought, because I thought, you know, that's going to, against Alex Neal, that's going to be a hell of a fight. Yeah. So it was, and, and, um, um, and the, the, the others really, uh, you know, you have to play every team twice. I couldn't get excited about the rest, to be honest. Well, I haven't looked at the list yet. I've looked at the first two because I got the email. So let's do it live on the podcast now. We're going to look through the fixtures. The first thing I'm going to look for is the World Cup because that starts on November the 21st. So looking at the fixtures up to November the 21st. So we have in November, Queen's Park Rangers at home. Yeah. Rotherham United away. And then does it say? Did it say something about the Emirates Cup round one or something? Yeah, but that can't. That, I mean, that's on. The, that doesn't no, apply to us, no. Quite. No, that's on the Norwich City website. I know we've. I know we've fallen uh, way down, <laughs> but I, but I don't think Norwich City needs to tell us when the first round of the FA Cup is. Is it, is it because we've done so badly in the FA Cup, John? They've dropped us down a little. I mean, optim- optimistically, they put the Carabao Cup third round in. Yeah, yeah, quite. Literally, is <laughs> the next fixture, and then Middlesbrough at home, and then we have a break right through until December the 10th, which is Swansea away. Wow. So that's a month off. Yeah. Effectively. So there are the, there are the games. And then we come back in December and we've got Swansea away, Blackburn at home, 
Luton Town away on Boxing Day. Boxing Day, yeah. So that means everyone, anyone going to Norwich for the Christmas for the festivities. Uh, uh, for a lot of people, this Christmas will hopefully, fingers crossed, be some kind of normal uh, yeah. in comparison to the ones we've had previously. But it won't be a home game; it's an away game. Not not Isn't the biggest one trip. Then about- is there one about the 27th or 28th? Or uh, Thursday the 29th, that's a home yeah. game with right. Reading. And then two days or three days later, Watford at home on January 1st. So actually Reading and, and Watford are not bad games, are they? So what we're saying is for anyone who listens to the podcast, the new old Norwich, uh, anywhere else apart from Norwich, if you are looking to go back, then start saying, oh, mum, dad, I'll come back for the new year. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I won't be seeing you this Christmas because <laughs> Norwich are away on Boxing Day. But New Year, we'll be here. Reading at home on Thursday the 29th and Watford at home on January the 1st. Sunday, January the 1st. So a, a big game, Watford. Um, I think looking at, having Googled Norwich City uh, before the podcast today, it, literally every single uh, tipster, every single newspaper is covering Norwich and Watford tip for promotion. That's not rocket science. They've been no. they've been relegated from the Premier League, so you yeah. would expect them to come right back up. But as you say, if we don't get going, then uh, that will be an, an interesting one. I think a uh, couple of other fixtures then that I will I will look out for. Let's go to the end. Um, so the last day of the season is May the sixth, which is Blackpool at home, which again probably is not the worst way uh, to finish from no. uh, from from what we're looking at. Before that, West Brom, Swansea, QPR, Middlesbrough. So it's a reasonably tough end uh, to the season. Yeah, because you've got you've got Swansea with um, Russell Martin. You've got yeah. West Brom with Steve Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Well, haven't they just? I think West Brom might have just signed a striker. Yeah, assuming they're still there. <laughs> True. That, yeah, 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 yeah. By that yeah, point, yeah, yeah. the other interesting thing is, and I think this is this is interesting, is that we will play in August. Well, in fact, we start on July the thirtieth for for, yeah, for people who right. who who really uh, want to celebrate my birthday. It's Cardiff City away on July the thirtieth. So we play Cardiff, Wigan, Hull, Huddersfield, Millwall, Sunderland, Birmingham City, while the transfer window is open. Yeah. So you play those amount of matches. Yeah, which is nearly nearly a quarter, getting to a quarter of the season. Yeah, before the transfer window shuts, so before you potentially have sold anyone or before you've brought people in, and that is a huge question for a lot of people, and that's why you see the likes of Tottenham making signings now and getting their squads in position because yeah. you need, as you said, with Dean Smith, he needs to hit the ground running. He yeah. can't, you can't get to September and go right now the transfer window closed. I now know I've got Campwell. I now know I've got Aaron, so I'm going to have to put them in. We've pla- we've played virtually a quarter of the season. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a big point, John, because linked with this. World Cup. I've always thought. I think I've said to you, if you're going for like to 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 win a the the championship of that league, October November. That's the time to get into and start uh, picking up points. Yeah. Um. If if as you say, you're going in playing your first six or seven games where you still haven't got your squad sorted out, it's very quickly then into October and then November. Then you're going to have a break again. Yeah, I mean, you play four games in September and then an international break. And then in October, we've got one, two, we've got seven games in October. Yeah. And then into November, as we've all talked about. So, look, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how the season pans out. It's a bit of a stop start, though, isn't it? And unless you can cope with that well. Yes. Yeah. And and that will be the thing is, is keeping the players... 
uh, motivated during the World Cup as well. You've got a month off. Some of them will go away. Pukki, um, yeah. w- 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 obviously, he's not in the World Cup, but he will be playing in some of the warm-up games, I'm assuming, before that, in internationals and, and stuff. But then what do you do with players for a month in the middle of the uh, normal football season, how much time do you give them off? Right. You don't, you don't want to, you, you, you don't want to overrun them, but you want them to be hitting the ground running because what you've got to think about, you've got other, not necessarily in the championship for us this season, but some players will come back and having played uh, for their world cup teams. So they might be more tired. They might be more opportunities. And I think yeah. particularly in the premier league this season, there, there is opportunities when, when the season restarts to pick up results because it's virtually starting the season all over again. But that's and, and if you've been doing quite well up to then, there's then that that's incentive to come back and take that forward. If you haven't been, and you've got to pick that up from, you know, it, it, it's fraught with danger, really, isn't it? It certainly is. I'm going to have to get into the habit of uh, this podcast um, of talking about the championship, not the Premier League this season, because um, we're not in it anymore. And this is the thing. No. This, is, this is the dawning realization when you get the fixture list. It's still, I know, absolutely. Yeah, it's still the greatest yeah. day though, because it feels like we're, we're, we're anything is possible. <laughs> just just going back as well john just on on, on the um on when we're looking at sales and players coming in we've still got 37 players in our squad wow at the moment wow i mean so there's no doubt they have got you now obviously but the very nature of it, a lot of them uh, how things are in the championship and the lower leagues that, that it'll probably be towards the end of that to transfer season and mm. all this gets sorted won't it yeah and when there'll be a rush the other the other thing i was going to mention about campwell have you seen a potential loan to blackburn i'm not sure you should be loaning to teams well, in the well also we, um, i mean as people have said we've ex- we, we, we extended his contract for a year if all he's doing is going to go on loan at the end of that he'll be he won't be worth anything anyway will he no so you've, you've got to sell if you're going to get any money for him you've really got to sell him this year yeah but if no one wants to buy him you ju- well then i think they'll just want to get his wages off the books yeah so maybe but that's a bit sad isn't it really when you think where he's come from yeah no it would be it would be um talking of which uh new badge came yep. out a, a couple of weeks ago it's all in celebration of the 120 years uh, a old of the club in 2023 course started in 1903 so it's 120 years uh this coming year uh, not the age of this podcast um or you in fact so um but they've tidied it up i think is probably the best way of putting it they kept yeah they kept the canary obviously and the castle which i think was good to see i think it'd been really easy to drop the castle and the lion yeah. but they've yeah. but they've kept that the my only issue is and i, I said this on twitter the other week when it came out is that it looks like it's falling to the right yeah when when you once you raised it i did i did um i did agree with you actually did you get many comments about that uh, to be fair i did actually i should probably oh, read i probably should read some of them out um but yeah um <laughs> toppling to the right it, it just felt like the canary was perched on the ball and he was just like sloping <laughs> like he's, he's like coming off his perch effectively <laughs> he's um, had a food too many <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, you could look at that. That I mean, I, so I hope it's not. I hope it's not a signal for the club that we're toppling. <laughs> well, I think that is what you could look at. Um, so someone came back saying, "Oh, it looks much better," in my humble opinion. And I said, You're, "Everyone's entitled to an opinion. That's the great, great democracy that we live in." Um, maybe it's deliberate, leaning towards a brighter future, 
with a, <laughs> right, with, okay. a, with a prayer sign uh, from from Stuart. I think that was a, a fair point. Um, after last season, none of us are standing tall and proud," uh, said said Andy. Um, so yeah, I think it's good. It, yeah, it, it, it it's one of those things where I'm sure get used to it, but it just looks a bit just a bit weird. Um, yes, at the moment, but yeah. I'm glad they, they've they've kept the other things, and the the big news as well. Um, weird that you announced it on Fixture Day because it was kind of lost somewhat. But the club has continued um, to get the support of Lotus, uh, the local yes. um, car firm. Of course, um, they will continue to be on the front of the shirt, which I think is important. And I think people are happy with that, aren't they? Generally, I think people are happy with them Lotus on there, aren't they? Well, we don't want to go through the whole thing that we went through this time no, last no, year. Quite, um, no. Everton are going through that something similar at the moment with their with their sponsorship and gambling and various other things. So yeah, just yeah, if you can get a, a, a good brand and i think lotus is synonymous with norfolk so is norwich city football club it, sh- it should be a partnership that works very well and arguably we should win more matches this season which means more photos of lotus in local yes. papers and and the nationals and, and that kind of thing especially if we're at the top end of the championship yes yes so they, they yeah hopefully they'll get more successful value from it exactly they did last year yeah. exactly and and that is literally your news that is uh, for, yep. for 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 two weeks there hasn't been a much we'll we'll see whether that changes over the uh, over the month to come this is the new old norwich the podcast that's more steady on than splendid rush so we need to get into our greatest ever norwich city players dad yep back to the fullbacks yeah number twos and number threes in the old number days. twos and number threes and at the end of the the last uh podcast john we'd come up with seven names in fact three right backs ian culverhouse kevin bond and russell martin and four left backs mark bowen adam drury greg downs and colin sullivan just to talk about today and uh, and finalize if we can who we put in the squad yep well i think it's for me it's pretty clear yeah, that is me as well. If you if we start with the right back, we're looking for th- if you we're, start- we're looking for three though, aren't we? We are really yes, yeah, I think so. You um, so we want we want um, first teamers and, and 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 probably one sub. But if you look at if you look at right backs, you've got Ian Calverhouse, um, three hundred and sixty nine appearances, two hundred and sixty seven in the top flight. Part of teams that finished fifth, fourth, and third in the top flight, a European campaign, and two FA Cup semi-finals. Player of the year in two thousand and two, voted the best right back to play for the club. Yeah. Um, now, if you compare that with the other two right backs, um, Russell Martin actually was the next in terms of um, long serving. He played three hundred and eight games in total, and actually did play 125 games over four seasons in the Premier League yeah. and scored eight Premier League goals. Yeah. Um, so in 2010-11, the promotion year from the um, second tier, played every minute of every game and was runner-up for player of the season. And of course, he captained the playoff final side as well. So um, part of the teams that won the Division 1 Championship, promotion from the Sorry, the, the, the Division One, they were champions, the championship promotion, and then the playoff final. So he, to be fair to him, in recent times, he's been quite successful as well. And, and Russell Martin also, he didn't just do it for one manager. It, no. Obviously, it was Lambert for most of it. Yes. But then he led, as you say, was captain for when Alex Neal. When Alex yeah. Neal's the show. Yeah. I think that some players 
only really perform for for one manager and then and then vanish. But he certainly certainly didn't. And his goals record is is also worth noting. Yeah, um, I think as we move forward, I think the debate is going to be who's going to be on the bench. But go, yeah, let's, yeah, I, I let, let's go. Let's go to the left backs. <laughs> sure. Well, for, for the right back, should we just cover Kevin Bond? We we should absolutely cover Kevin. Because, Bond. Yeah. So I think he was he was the third right back we we had. He only ever played in the top flight for City four seasons at the end of the nineteen seventies. The manager's son, one hundred and forty two games in the top flight. Um, over two seasons, he only missed two games. Captain and Player of the Year went on to play for Southampton and Manchester City. So, you know, quite legitimately in our top, if you like, three right backs, I think. Mm. Um, it's just that when you compare both Russell and Kevin with Ian Culverhouse, who Culverhouse also, I think, because he was with Ken Brown, Dave Stringer. And Mike Walker. And Mike Walker. Yeah. So, um, I mean... Uh, and, I mean, and it's just start. The, 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 when you read out, is, when you read out Cully's stats, it's yeah, just like, yeah, quite. he is an absolute. You can see why he was voted into the Hall of Fame and our greatest ever right back because he yeah. is he is exceptionally he the, is. the standout character. The standout character. And it just so happens, really, we got something very similar at the left back. I mean, yes. and, and if you go back to that team of the um, sort of end part of the 1980s, early 90s. And to be fair to them, they were quite a major part of that team, weren't they, the two fullbacks? Yes. They, you know, you just took them for granted. You did, but they were when they weren't there, you really missed them. You missed them, that's right, absolutely. So, Mark Bowen joined in the summer of 1987, nine seasons, only one outside the top flight. Again, part of the team that finished third and fourth in the top flight European campaign, two FA Cup semi-finals. Goal in the Munich Stadium. <laughs> Goal in the Munich Stadium, that's right. In fact, 399 appearances, 289 in the top flight, scored 27 goals, Oof. 22 in the top flight. Wow. Player of the season, though with the best ever left back in 2002. Can anyone else remember a goal by Mark Bowen that wasn't the goal at Munich? Because I, 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 you said twenty-two Premier League goals. Yeah, quite. I cannot. I, I cannot. I, I, someone will tell us they were top flight, John. Not because because obviously the Premier League only came in at the, yeah. The but, end, but but yeah, even so, if, any, if 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 you can remember a Mark Bowen goal, we won't Google it because that spoils the fun. Get yes. in touch with us on Twitter, on Facebook. It's John Cushing, Peter Cushing. You'll find us and and tell us. Is there a? Can anyone else remember another Mark Bowen goal? Maybe Mark Bowen's listening. If you, if, you, if you want to let us know, then tell us another goal apart from that header in, yeah, the, in the Olympic Stadium in Munich. <laughs> no, that's good. That's a good point, John, because to be honest, I can't think of one either. No, I was like literally, I can remember lots of David Phillips goals. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, including one against... And Malcolm Allen's goals. Yeah, David yeah. Phillips goals against um, Besson against Chelsea when it just bobbled over him or I think it was Kareen it right. bobbled over him into the into the back of the net um, yeah. and also a great goal against Aston Villa that David Phillips scored again he cut inside and banged it in right. um, yeah. but yeah sorry Mark <laughs> right so we're really comparing Mark with the, the, the other three um, um, now Adam Drury actually he spent 11 years at City 361 appearances Playoff final 2001-2, captain the side to the Division One Championship um, and promotion to the Premier League in 2003-04. Uh, 
part of the League One promotion team in 2009-10 mm. and the Championship promotion side in 10-11, player of the season 2003. So again, long-serving, good career with City. But he was affected by injuries in his last five seasons and he only played 45 Premier League games for City. Yeah, so, so effectively again, one season. Great, great career, important player during his time, had some highlights, but when you compare it with Mark Bowen... Yeah, no, agreed. You know. Um, Greg Downs, again, um, it's it's quite interesting when you look at the details of these players, but fairly regular player for six seasons, five in the top flight and one promotion season at the end of the 1970s, early 80s. Played 141 games in the top flight, player of the year 81-2 promotion season, ever present in the top flight season of 83-84, and which was an important period for City when they established themselves really in the, in, in the top flight. Mm. And also part of the Milk Cup squad, he actually played in four games. Okay. So, so again, another, another fullback who, again, deserves to be in the, you know, this, this review um, and had a... You know, I, w I wouldn't have thought he did play for City that long. No, he, I didn't, he, I didn't you think know, that. And those number of games. But 141 games in the top flight, a lot of players in modern times would like to have done that. So, yes. Um, it's, yes. A, it's a good career. But again, comparing it with Mark Byrne. Colin Sullivan was the other one I mentioned who came from the 1970s. A cultured fullback. An automatic choice, actually, for four seasons. Three in the top flight and one promotion. Uh, the other one was a promotion season and the League Cup final. So, again, 121 appearances in the top flight. So, not too dissimilar to Greg Downs. But, again... When you're comparing them, yeah, they 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 obviously feature in this top seven of the fullbacks, but um, I d I don't think as far as the as we've said, you can't go any further than Mark Bowen and Ian Culverhouse. No, so Ian Culverhouse and Mark Bowen are in our greatest eleven, starting yep. eleven. We're trying to come up with our greatest squad, managed by Paul Lambert and Dave Stringer, who are our greatest managers. So on the bench, for me. Yeah, having listened again to the stats yeah. that you've said, it's either Russell Martin, yeah, or it's Adam Drury. I agree, and I think because my own my own view, having thought about it, I'd give it to Russell Martin for one for his versatility, mm -hmm. his leadership, mm -hmm. and, and to be fair, Adam Drury was also a captain, but his his uh, his leadership and the fact he was a winner. Yeah. And Adam Drury was one of these players who never let you down. That's right. And obviously lifted the championship title, as you said, under Worthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and helped Lambert with the League One title as well, uh, or League One promotion. Um, but, uh, yeah, for, for me, Russell Martin. And did they both come from Peterborough? Did we... Yes, good point. Did they... Yeah, they did. Yeah, good point. I'm, I'm pretty sure we signed Adam Drury from Peterborough and, and yeah. Russell Martin as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, no, it's good point. And I, I, I think the goals for Russell Martin and yeah, he was he was standout in that in that team in that that period from League One to the Premier League and then staying yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, I, he was instrumental in in really when you think in, in it's relatively modern times in the Premier League for him to score eight eight Premier League goals. I mean, yeah. if some other player other than Pookie had scored eight Premier League goals, <laughs> we'd have been very happy. <laughs> we would have been over the last two or three seasons. <laughs> now, I, I, I think just on the ba on the balance of uh, that, as I said, Adam, Adam, Adam Drury, but he did only have 
have and that may have been more more to do the club with with him i'm sure in a more um successful side he 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 would have perhaps but based on the evidence i think i'd just give it to russell martin Okay, Russell Martin is on the bench in the greatest Norwich. City I think team. what that means is, John, now, and we might have to that there's no left-sided cover in a squad, is there? So when we do the midfielders, we might have to take that into account that if we lost one of the fullbacks, they could uh, drop back. Yeah, because you could argue that Russell Martin could also cover centre back. You could absolutely, but not against the the people he's with, <laughs> not the big boys. <laughs> so who have we got in the team then? Right, already. So, so we've got the defence really now, haven't we? The goalkeeper and the defence: Brian Gunn, yep. Steve Bruce, Ian Butterworth, Mark Bowen, and Ian Culverhouse are in the team. Okay. And on the bench, Chris Woods, goalkeeper, Dave Watson, and now Russell Martin. Okay, so that's interesting, actually, isn't it? When you when you when you do look at that, would you have Watson and Russell Martin on the bench if you had those players? literally in front of you and you were picking your squad to play <laughs> Manchester United or whatever. I think you might, if you don't bear in mind, we're looking for a squad of 20 now. Yeah. Yeah, you might, but... I think you might. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because you're right. We don't have that extra cover um, down the left-hand side. So we'll see. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that is the team at the moment. Where are we going next? Well, I... I think, John, and we, you know, we haven't discussed this this yet, but I, th- I think that the further breakdown that we ought to probably look at three more categories. Okay. One of one of them is fairly wide. First of all, central midfielders, so as defensive and attacking, yeah. box to box, that we look at those, and we certainly at the outset we bring all of them in, and we might want to do a division a bit later because we might there might be too many to cover in one one episode. But um, I think if we look at that, then. Secondly, wide players. Yeah. And you've got some exciting, you know, Darren Huckabee, Rule Fox, Dale Gordon, Mark Barham, Jimmy Neighbour, Kenny Fogger, Wellcross. So you've got, you've got some wide players. And then... Nathan strike. Redmond. Nathan Redmond, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then forwards, strikers and strikers. So we break okay. it down into three, three so remaining, three. if you like, segments. The midfielders, we might have to break up a bit more once I start going through them. Yeah, fine. So we're without, the midfielders may take a few episodes because there is they a might. Because you went through your wingers, and I would say Townsend, Sherwood, Phelan off the top of my head for central, yes. for central midfielders. And yes, I haven't yes. even mentioned Damien uh, Francis, Ian Crook. Yeah. And, the, and then, and then you we'll team. have to be a bit flexible because you've got people like Wes Houlihan who could midfield but also came as a winger. So um, Safri. Buendia. What was that name? Who was that one who came from? Leroy Fur. Leroy Fur. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there, uh, there were some dodgy central midfielders as well. But, but um, Grant Holt. Not Grant. Um, Gary Holt, sorry. Gary Holt. Gary yes. Holt. Yeah, yeah, please don't put Grant in midfield. <laughs> he's not going to be in the team if he's there. And then, um, and, and, and once you get to strike, you know, Chris Sutton. Oh, I know. Don't even pookie. <laughs> just, the, just to wet people's appetite. <laughs> the debate is there. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch on Facebook, on Twitter, as I say, John Cushing, uh, Peter Cushing, we'd love to hear from you. So, Cully, uh, Ian Colvhouse, and Mark Bowen have joined our greatest ever city squad in this episode of the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. Podcast Network.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.